Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty, piece by piece and step by step, to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. A hell of aims for the United States. One, greatly expanded government spending for every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money as wastefully as possible. Two, higher and then much higher taxes. Three, an increasingly unbalanced budget, despite the higher taxes. Four, wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials, supposedly to combat inflation. Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy, and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. There is a many-faceted drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. Eight, the steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine, a constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare the beauties and the absolute necessity of peace. Peace always on communist terms, of course. And 10, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. That was Robert Welch, the founder of the John Birch Society, calling it as it is, the communist doctrine of what they plan to do and what they have successfully done for most of the part. And so we have to take note here. We have to understand that that plan is in full effect. That plan is happening right now. That underway globally, communism is gripping almost every nation on this planet. 
And if you don't think so, we're going we're gonna to show some video tonight of what's going on in China, uh, of some other things. Dude, it, it's happening. It, it is happening. We are in the midst of dark winter right now. Um, winter is coming. The, that means that the battle, the war, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, winter is coming. Hard times for everybody. But, you know, the question is, and we have to ask this question seriously, is humanity on the brink of the Great Awakening? And I, I tend to look at kind of everything I'm seeing. Um, I saw some exchange today. Uh, one of my buddies was talking about his wife who got a call to come back to work, who she works at oh. uh, old folks' homes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And she's been kind of like not working since COVID. Mm -hmm. And they were telling her, all the people at the job, that it's been absolutely horrible that they that uh, these were all people who were, you know, COVID vax, COVID vax, get your vax, wear your mask, are now saying, um, I got the first vax, I will not get the boosters. They lied to us all. Um, they were sneaking family members in through the back door so they could see their family. Um, oh, my gosh. It was all lies. It, th this is what we're seeing from people who are waking up. And, you know, I don't want to look at this as a left or a right issue because when we tend to align politically with these types of issues, we, we, mm -hmm. we put ourselves in this one bucket of, of stuff, this stuff or ah. that stuff, right? Like – Firstly, when we look at the uh, the same-sex marriage bill, I, I disagree with the bill because there's a lot of pork spending in there, okay. right? But is mar what is marriage as per religion or religious freedom? It's it, the binding of two people's souls for well, a lifetime, I guess. Or, in or Christianity, it's the, the marriage of a man and woman under God, right? Oh, yes. Well, let me ask you this. What is the legal definition of marriage? I under the know. federal like government. Black law? Yeah, right. I don't know. Look it up. Check it out. I, I want you to check this out because here's the thing. Marriage under the government is legality. It's not about love. It's not about bond or souls or beauty mm. or religion or spirituality. It's about fucking it. taxes. What, what's the definition? It's, a, it's the civil status of one man and one woman united in law for life. United in law. <laughs> united in law. Not united with God. Yeah. United with law for life. It's about taxes. Now, let me ask you this. And I want people to, to, to really hypercritically think about this. Are there conservatives who are gay? Absolutely. 100%. Um, what happens when those conservatives decide to get married? Should they not have the same tax benefit as other married people, a man and a woman? Yeah, I, I honestly, they sh I guess should. I don't uh, care either way, though. But well, it's a significant of, uh, tax. I guess benefit. being a big benefit, especially if you're having kids and this kind of thing, which I guess they would adopt. Um, it, it only seems fair to me, but well, me as well. So you know, when it comes to the Republican platform, there's a ton of stuff I disagree with. I, I think that sometimes the Republican platform is is too fundamental, right? I, I, I would say that 90% of the people that are in this platform right now that are watching this show are moderate. 
yeah. There's a lot of people on our platform who are even gay or lesbian, have mm-hmm. gay kids, or they're they're really in the middle. Yeah. But things have gone so crazy it, that And there it is. And so when you right, al- like me. Right. So when you align with something, you get thrown into that bucket. Like mm-hmm. I have people on Twitter arguing with me about the Republic Oh, in two thousand four you voted for this. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about in 2004? I was a registered libertarian. Like you <laughs> oh, don't yeah, know my yeah, you don't know my voting record. <laughs> and I love it too when when we're onto something with a Democrat and you say we need to investigate this Democrat and they come back with well we need to investigate this Republican. Yeah, we do need to investigate <laughs> that Republican. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing is, um, I, I forgot her name. She hosts a popular podcast. Uh, one of those. Uh, she's a blonde girl Republican host. What uh Oh, L- L- Larum or whatever her name is. I don't know that one. But um, she posted that on Twitter that the Republican Party as a whole has to go on the offensive okay. and stop being on the defensive. Okay. And I said, no, it's just the opposite wing of the same bird. The Republican Party's on the defensive when they are meant to be on the defensive. The Liberal Party is on the offensive when they're meant to be on the offensive. That's how this game is played. This isn't a game of politics of we won or they won. See, that's why Trump was such a disruptor. Because Trump came in and he didn't have a party affiliation. He was selected by the Republicans. He could have easily have ran as a Democrat if Hillary wasn't running. Okay? I agree. I agree with that. And so he is not a political person who joined up. He was a populist, right? So he comes out there as more of like a a populist, a moderate, saying, look, I'm going to restore the power back to the people. And what you guys decide to do with it is up to you. He never said that, you know, hey, look, we're going to restore power back to the people. We're going to come back to constitutionality. Why? Because that's how our country was founded. That, That is what we are guaranteed in the contract that we created with the government, right? So when we look at this, Trump didn't go out there and say, I'm going to make the whole country a Republican party and everybody's going to be conservatives and we're going to bring back small... No, he was anything but small government. You got to remember, the Republican party is all about limited federal government. And that's not what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump was anything but limited federal government. Okay? Now, that's not a bad thing, it shows you that, that we don't have to align with a politic. We just have to do what's right for the people. We have to align ourselves with the politicians that are going to go out there and actually secure the power for the people, listen to the people, implement laws and legislation and bills for the people. This is why I started that constitution. And I know I haven't gotten it out yet of my Substack, or I haven't even published any. I haven't moved. I'm, dude, I got a ton of stuff I'm writing. But... But this is why one of the things in there is that no bill shall be passed before Congress longer than, I think it's 1,250 words and one page long. And that one bill should be on topic and not sway away from topic. Where you can't have variations of stuff put into one bill. You can't stuff something random at the very end. And it all must be released to the public seven days in advance. People can read over the bill. They can contact their congressman and say, hey, I don't agree with this. This is what needs to happen. This is, this is how oh, government is meant to work. 
yeah, and it would still be challenging. <laughs> it would still yeah. be uh, a task, but I think that would be, that's like, it makes me a dream of a utopia, man. Utopia. You know, um, I think it would be pretty boring to live in a utopia. I don't think it would be perfect. I don't think you could have a perfect utopia, but I think you could get damn close, at least closer than we are now. You know, I think... Uh, hold on, I want to pull this up. I think the idea of a utopia is comes from isolationists, from people who they just want to be left alone, right? And like, he figured if there's no government, there's nothing uh, bothering them all around that uh, they can finally have peace of mind. But, you know, with those types of things, with like utopias, with anarchists or free man on the land or whatever it might be, is there's a high level of responsibility that goes into your life, that your freedom comes with a high level of responsibility and self-discipline. And this is the one thing that people fail to realize. And, you know, I've always said that freedom, freedom is discipline. Do you know why? Freedom, I define as the power and ability of an individual to discipline their mind in the obtainment of their own evolution, progress, and development without external influence. That's freedom. It's the shirt I'm wearing right now. On the back it says freedom. Okay? So if that's freedom, what's a slave? What I'm wearing right now, when one involuntarily, forcibly, or through their own ignorance allows an external force or information to dominate and control their thoughts, actions, and reality. Think about that. So, so when it comes to actual Freedom. The people growing up in the, the 19th century, out on the prairie or wherever they were, those people had freedom. They could choose and decide what they wanted to do. There was very limited laws. There was no taxes. They could go out there and stake claim in the land. They would have to pay just a finder's fee. And boom, you could go up there. You could start your own farm and have agriculture and start your own business. But the level of responsibility and discipline to do that was so massive. These people were tough as nails. The majority of people today would not have survived any of that. No, I feel like, uh, yeah, people live their lives differently now. We don't know how to do things with our hands. We don't know how to build a cabin. We don't know how to chop a tree down. Or yeah. Fuck, I didn't chop a tree down until uh, this year for my first time. Like a real tree, not like a tiny tree, but... Like, yeah, people live their lives differently now um, and have forgotten how to be self-sufficient and be free. Yeah. And that's the thing is free. What, what is free? What does it mean to be free? And I think that that's something that all of humanity right now needs to reflect upon. They have to have a level of introspection upon what it means to be free. Is free choice? Is freedom decision? Is it, is, it, um, is it within your thoughts and your mind? Is it within your actions? What is freedom? Now, I've defined it. 
But think about what the average person believes their freedom to actually be. Now, I was actually thinking about this last night because in the uh, we had the After Dark Q&As on Tuesday nights. And there's a lot of good questions that came up. We had a lot of good discussions. I'm going to go over one of the decodes that came out of that. Um, but one of the things we talked about is simulation theory, right? Yeah. And let's just imagine for a moment that reality is reminiscent of simulation theory. In the way that I logically rationalize this is that technology, computers, circuit boards, microcircuits, these types of things, are based upon the fundamental laws of physics. They're built upon molecules and elements and atoms and quarks and neutrinos and gluons and bosons and leptons, and they all operate at the Planck's length, right? This is yeah. it's the fundamental laws of nature that operate them, which means that when we create a virtual reality or a simulation, what we're really doing is we're utilizing the fundamental laws of nature everything that is inexistent to recreate a simulation or an elementary or rudimentary universe. That's what we're doing. And so to say our universe is a simulation, it's not wrong, but you have to flip it. You have to say that actually all of our simulations are actually very rudimentary or elementary universes. And when yeah, we, it's all the same thing in the end, isn't it? That's right. And so when we start to conceptualize this, if our universe or our existence right now is that such, all right, every computer program, every video game, every simulation you've ever been in, every aspect of virtual reality, what is the one thing that you've always noticed? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what you're trying to go for here. Have you ever played VR? Not really. Okay. So... Have you ever played a video game, Mario Brothers or anything like yeah, this? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you lose track of time? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I can't play video games because you'll lose me forever. So, yeah. And, and so what does it take to get away from that game? <laughs> me, for me, abstinence. I just leave it Well, alone. it takes a choice, <laughs> a decision what? to put the controller down and play some other time. Right? Choice. Choice. And so what if in this reality, doesn't matter if it's natural or if it's simulatory, is that this is about free choice. This is about free will. It's always been about free will. If you think about the uh, samadhi or enlightenment, right? Yeah. The, this, this lightning bolt of revelation that comes in to a being. Yeah. What is that really? Is that the ability of freedom? Is that freedom finally coming within that person? Free will finally taking hold of that person. Where you it's realize... Kind of like, it's like breaking the laws of nature by making a choice. Well, I think it, it, it's rising above the laws of nature. Well, yeah, in a way. Because if you have just like pure lightning, it follows the path of least, resist, least resistance. But that energy that fuels us, we can make a choice. Right. And I think in kind of the feel. state of enlightenment is, is there's the free choice of no longer allowing external influences to affect you. And now I go back to the definition of freedom. 
The power and the ability of an individual to discipline their mind in the attainment of their own evolution, progress, and development without external interference. And I would say that that's the same definition of enlightenment. Yeah. And they're one and the same. See it. And so I think humanity is ascending or moving to the state, to the realization of what freedom really is, what free will really is. I think we're coming to this full circle that instead of Coke or Pepsi or Kraft or Heinz or whatever it might be, that we're coming around to this thing that I don't need any of them. I could create my own if I wished. You know, we can manifest things with our minds. I think that this is very, very paramount within this group that we all know that our ideas become things is that we can set an intention, we can set a path for ourselves, and that intention will begin to unravel in front of us, and things will just happen. Just happened to me this week, right? Like We've all talked about it. I set an intention, I said, this is what I want. I went out there one day, I sent some emails out. I talked to two people, or actually four people, and said, hey, can you give me a reference? Months later, months later, I get a phone call, right? Months later, I get a phone call and, hey, Josh, this is so-and-so, right? Well, well, holy shit, it worked. It worked because I understand the process. I understand how the universe works. Well, let's think about that and everything that we do. Why do we allow external authorities to limit our thoughts our mind, our intention, our reality. I'm going to show a video right now. Oh, by the way, if anybody's interested in this shirt, um, there's going to be a sale here uh, for for the holidays. So don't worry about this, but I'll put out a discount code. Uh, This is on Red Pill Project Online. And so you should be able to find it right there. Vince can copy that and put it on the other ones. But this is the Freedom Slave shirt. And there's there's tons of other merch there. We haven't updated our merch in a long, long time. But it's redpillproject.online. And so there's tons of different merch there. But I'm going to go ahead and play this video real quick because when it comes to choice, you have to understand is that there's a war waging against your mind right now. And that the last Q post, information is knowledge. Knowledge is power. Information is power. And understand that the external influences that are coming into your senses. That's what's producing the illusion of your freedom. See, you have no freedom when you allow no filters up to your senses. Listen to this. And I want everybody in about three minutes to tell me what song they're thinking about in their head. The vaccine. When we poke you, well, we know you're gonna be, you're gonna be safe from COVID infecting you. When you go out, yeah, I know you're gonna hug, you're gonna hug and not worry, it might kill you.
absolutely horrific. Now, what do you notice about the needles? You're muted, Vince. They're personified? They're personified, but what is the color of the hair? I don't recall. It's like a puke yellow. Have you ever seen like a a, a toxic waste sign? You know, those like Mm -hmm. sludge and slime and toxic waste? Yeah. It's the same color as the hair. Wait, I don't actually, I don't know what you're referring to. The hair on the needles. Yeah. Yes. I see. It's yellow. Think about the toxic Avenger, right? Uh, I'm not familiar. Hold on. Anyways. Okay. I'll pull it up. Sorry. (laughs) And so when you go in here and you look at toxic waste, radioactive, right? You get Uh this green and yellow color. Yes. Well, this is what they're doing with, with the hair. It's a mix yeah. between those two colors, okay? But it's coming out of the top of the needle. Why wouldn't they make these needles, like, pretty and, and dressed up as doctors or something? So this is what I want people to understand. Is that video right there was not created in a studio at NBC or ABC for your entertainment. That is a piece of propaganda utilizing advanced methods of psychological warfare and subliminal messaging. Okay? Absolutely. I'm following. Now, think about this. Every time you hear that song in the the most recent days, you're going to think of that video. Absolutely. And then you're going to want to go whatever those feelings will come back that you felt at that time of watching it. That is called in psychology anchoring. And it's a psychological trick. used by these micro emotional stimulants. And then, then you're going to hear that's what what you're going to hear in my head. I want to go get jabbed all of a sudden. Johnson Johnson, right? This is, and, and here's the thing is if you're on the cliffs about going either way, guess what that just did. That just pushed you in that direction. Push you in the other direction, yeah. I will walk 500 miles before I hit the floor. But that's psychological warfare. And so here at the Red Pill Project, we have the, we have the motto, and I think it's the greatest motto of all time. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own investigation, your own research, and your own volition. And this really comes about in the sense of what is called subconscious filters is that you have to put up conscious filters of information. You have to train your mind to see that. And whether you're against vaccines or, or, or pro-vaccine, to see that and go, what are they trying to tell me with this video subliminally, subconsciously? How are they trying to make me push a button and go, I'm emotional, I want to buy something? Yeah. People who are trained in marketing can do that, look at that and go, yep, really easy. Right? But normal people, you have to put up that filter. You have to create it and you have to build it. You have to reinforce it. You have to strengthen it. There's a level of hypercritical analysis that comes. Information comes in. You go, hold on. What did you do? If you ever have a conversation with me in person... You'll, you'll notice that I do one thing all the time. What's this? And I'll say, hold on a second. What did you oh. just say there? 
I, I do it all the time. Stuff. Hold on a second. What did you just say there? Mm-hmm. The reason is, is because I don't want to hear what you say. I want to listen to what you say. And listening involves interaction, eye contact, emotional and intentional energy exchange. I want to hear what you say when you say it. Now, when you do that, firstly, people can put out their blank statements, right? Sure. Like, Anthony Fauci's, uh, you know, Satan. Oh, wait, hold on a second. What did you just yeah. say there? Well, I said that, you know, Anthony Fauci, what you'll see is a de- demeanor change in that person because it went from making a statement to being questioned about that statement to having someone actually listen to what they say. And what happens is if they're not confident in what they're speaking, you'll see it. Though, Well, you know, saying Anthony Fauci's Satan. You'll see it. And this happens all the time. This is body language. This is uh, NLP, non-linguistic, pro- uh, neuro-linguistic programming. This is how it works. But the first thing you always do whenever you hear something is question it. Stop. What is that? I want to know what you're trying to tell me if it's in person. If it's like the internet or something like that, watch it a few times. But understand that anything that you're watching on the internet is trying to influence you. Period. Done. That's it. It's trying to influence you. What do you mean, Josh? You showed us a video last night of some dude shooting a uh, meter maid in the head. By the way, that guy survived. Yeah. So what's that video trying to show us? It's trying to put you in a perpetual state of fear, and this is why it's propagated in the news media. Do you know how many people were shot in the head yesterday in the United States of America? Probably hundreds. But just so happens that that one video, and there's probably tons of videos out there, that one video is the one that happened to make the news circuit. It happens all the time. But that one video is the one that makes the news circuit. Because they want you to be afraid to walk down the street. They want you to be in a perpetual state of fear. Because when you're in fear, what happens? You're not in control of yourself. You're not in control of yourself. All your blood flows to your, to your viscera, your internals, your organs. They leave your extremities. It leaves your, your, uh, your, your neocortex. Blood leaves your neocortex. It goes back into your, your animalistic mind, and it puts you in an instinctual mindset. I need to survive. Run, fight, move. That's what happens when you're in fear. And that's where they continually want you, is in a state of fear. Now, we don't show doom and gloom on this show because we want you in a state of fear. What we want, this is why we have this conversation right here. I want you to see the stuff that we're about to show you, the news of the day, how it's all unfolding and go, that's, that's what's happening in the world. This is what other people are seeing and allowing them to influence them. But we're yeah. stronger than that. We're smarter than that. We have risen above those problems. We understand the psychological warfare. We understand the information warfare. We understand the subliminal messaging. So when people ask, and you get asked this all the time, I get asked this all the time, what the hell do we do about it? What do we do about it? What do, this, you know? this is exactly what you do about it. Here's the thing, is Donald Trump not only produced one of the most powerful political movements in history, 
But he did something subconsciously to all of those people taking part in that movement. And it came about through reiteration and then through back channels like Q going out there and, and aligning the breadcrumbs to show the truth. He took down the mainstream media. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, there's a Q post out there that the mainstream media is dead. Social media is the real danger. Now, what happened after Donald Trump left? You get Truth Social. You get Ye taking over Parler. You get Musk taking over Twitter. You have Facebook. Love Facebook. Hi, 17,000 followers on Facebook. Thank you. Um, you have Zuckerberg and Facebook. Right. right? Okay. So what we're starting to see is that the mainstream media was the enemy that for decades had entrained the minds of people towards a motivation, an influence, an agenda, a political sway, whatever it might have been. Yeah. Okay? For decades. Donald Trump came out and did hashtag, hashtag fake news, hashtag fa your fake news, your fake news, your fake news. <laughs> he it's did true. that. Yeah. And what people started doing is turning a blind eye. And when people started to stop turning a blind eye, the Q stuff came around and people wanted to talk about it. That rose up. And what you saw is this deviation. This is when podcasters just began popping up all over the place. New news agencies. American Media Periscope, Real, you know, uh, uh, Real America's Voice, all these things, right? Oh. They all start popping up to compete because now there's an audience that is looking for truth in real news. But that audience, they cannot go into the observance, the hearing, the listening to this news with the same mindset that they did with the mainstream media. They can't go in there and just believe blatantly what is said oh my god this guy said that you know donald trump is is you know going to the underground palace in the crystal city and you know the galactic federation like right like you can't just believe it because somebody says it but instead you must go out there put your filters on put it through your bullshit filter and then go well if this is true why is this guy saying this I, I want to find the source. If you notice a lot of my tweets on Twitter, is there a source for this? Question mark. Can you show me a source yeah. for this? Question mark. Yeah, right. I, I unfollowed somebody today, a journalist, because they just post information and no sources. This is useless to me. That's right. And yeah. so you guys come to me and you go, Josh, can you do this? And, and sometimes I can't get back to you. Typically, what, I think what we can do, can we publish the notes? Of course. So we used to have that we'd publish it, but we kind of got away from the news side. We're going to bring it back eventually. Um, but I think what we'll do is we'll publish our notes. And that has all of our reference points for the shows. And so we we'll can publish those. words in there then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes, I'll put you an address in there. So we'll, we'll publish our notes. But we have references to everything we talk about. Every video we play, every, every news story we talk about. And we don't talk about really, we don't bring up these opinion pieces too much that that have no sources or verification. But if we do, we tell you. <clears throat> we let you know. And do I speculate? Of course I speculate. Everybody speculates. But I don't tell you it as it's truth. I don't sit there and make predictions and move the goalpost. I don't sit there and set dates and continue to push dates out and out 
and out. If you go back to the majority of these people out there and you look at their track record, and not, not the majority, if you go back and look at a lot of these popular people and you look at their track record, it's absolutely horrendous. Offensive. Yeah, it is offensive. And it's offensive that people go out there and they follow these people. Like, I don't care who you follow. I don't care who you listen to, okay? But what I ask you is question them. Question me. Question Vince. Question them all. If they're putting information out there, question what they're saying. Question their, their accuracy. Go back and, and make a list of all the things they've said was going to happen and see how much of that has actually happened. I, I'm just saying. The reason I'm saying that is because we cannot fall into the same trap that we did for decades with the mainstream media because that's how we ended up in this place in the first place. That's why China failed the communism. That's why Germany right now is falling to socialism once again. That's why New Zealand and Australia gave up their guns. That's why the UK is defenseless against an energy crisis in the World Economic Forum going in there and stealing 3,000 3, Dutch farms. That's why the Canadian trucker protesters were defenseless when their government went in there and seized their bank accounts and moved them all out of the city during their protest. The United States is the only country in the world special, more special than you could ever imagine. The reason is, is because you know what? We have the ability to shoot back. Listen, I'm telling you, you want to talk about fear? Think about the fear in any government's eyes when you have an armed populace that is willing to stand up for their freedom. And I'm not saying that's what we're doing. I'm not saying that that's where we're going. That's the reason why we're not those other countries right now. Because people in this country have fought and died to preserve that one specific right. And they have eroded your First Amendment right in the process. And what they're doing now is the erosion of the First Amendment right they're utilizing through red flag gun laws to come in for your Second Amendment right. I see it. Everybody sees it. But I want you to understand we stood up for the Second Amendment. We have tons of people who stand up for the Second Amendment. Well, what do they do for the First Amendment? We used to have the ACLU, who didn't care your political affiliation. Now they're liberal. They got bought and sold. Money went in there and corrupted them. The message changed. We have to take heed of this. We have to recognize this. We have to stand up for the First Amendment. It is more important than anything else in this world. The people in China right now are speaking up against their government and they're getting slammed. They're, yeah, getting, they they're getting unlived in the streets. They're getting Epstein's left and right. They're getting Epstein's left and right. That's right. <clears throat> what, what is this? Police conducted 91 house searches and interrogations across Germany today over hate postings on the internet. You know what the Schusterstoffel is? The Schusterstoffel? Uh, some kind of pastry, I think. Schusterstoffel is the Nazi SS. Oh. That's what this is. Yeah. That, that's what that is. This is Germany, and these are fucking Nazis, okay? This is the bringing back of the Fourth Reich. Jim Mars was 100% correct. The rise of the Fourth Reich is right now. It's happening right now. 
There is no yeah. central point Adolf Hitler because you got 30 of them all implemented throughout the world by private organizations that have infiltrated every sovereign government on this planet. Yeah, and who decides what's hate speech? I can't even call somebody who's not like me a freak anymore without being accused of being hateful. It's not hate. That doesn't come out of a place of hate. Right. And so... I'm just saying. No, you, you're, you're right. And what I want to get into now is that we're going to get into the news because I know people come here for the news. But I think that this conversation needs to be had. And I hope that everybody looks at this and says, you know what, Josh? I hate you. I love you. I don't care, right? It, it, it. But I want people to heed my warnings because information is becoming more and more weaponized. You have to be able to look at the world rationally, logically, in a hypercritical manner with massive introspection within yourself going, why do I believe this? Why do I think this way? Why do I take that information and feel this way? If you can master that game, you are well on your way, my friend. And I'm talking to everybody out there. And you can ask me later where you're well on your way to. But I'm telling you right now that if you can master that game of bullshit, of, of just knowing when something's trying to influence or manipulate you, you're well on your way to, to being very successful in life. Yeah, you're free. There you go. You're free. Because nothing externally can influence your thoughts, your actions, or your intentions. Remember, Yuval Noah Harari said, human beings are nothing more than programmable animals. Prove him fucking wrong. Don't no, be right. programmed. Programmed means that something externally is redesigning your thought structure, your actions, your in everything within your mind. It's deciding what you do. Because yeah. you perceived it. We have to remember a lot of our conscious, our, a lot of our brain is subconscious. We can't control how we react to a lot of stimulus, and they take advantage of that as well. So you really have to have that conscious But you can. You no, can control There's how you involuntary react. responses. Right. Th that's okay. There's involuntary yeah. responses. But the hypercritical mind looking at that response and going, back. why did I do that? That's what you need to build into the system. It, it, yeah, it protects you. It does. Right. It protects you. Oh, my God, that was horrific. Like, like today we saw the, the Balenciaga stuff, right? Oh, gosh. And I said, look, I will not go down that rabbit hole. I, I won't. You want to know what down that rabbit hole leads to? Panda eyes. 16. Rabbit holes what? lead to panda eyes. Leads where? Where? Panda eyes. And, and that's not something that I want to think about. It's not something I want to even – there's better people in the world to research that stuff. I went down that road before in that research, and it's horrific. Yeah, when there's a major arrest made, we'll cover that. Right. But, but this is what I'm trying to say is that people will get hooked on that one thing. Like how many shows tonight are out there doing 
the occult symbology of Balasianga. Oh, probably a lot. Right. Just the fact that it exists is all you need to know. Just the fact that it's happening in this world is all you need to know. You don't need to dig into the symbology and be like, I believe that they think that they worship Baal. The fuck does it matter who they worship? They could worship a fucking piece of grass for all I care. The fact is, is they're doing this to children. The fact is, is that they're sick, evil human beings. There's no reason to look into anything more than that. Why were we wasting our time, our energy, and our effort digging into, well, they got a white rabbit here, and, and, and there's this, 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 this letter here, and this word here, and, and with Blasiaga. Right? That's FBI should be working on that stuff. Right. Are people who are specified specifically on that level of research? Natalie, if you guys want to learn about it, Natalie Denise. Natalie yeah. Denise is fucking phenomenal. She's awesome. She knows what she's talking about. She's been doing this for a very long time. Right? And I'm not saying we're not going to waste our time to go look at that stuff. But but I don't find any reason to because we all know that it's just evil. We, we could pull up any, the FTX scandal, Epstein Island, Balasianga. We, we could call up um, Navixium. We, we can pull up anything. We can sit here all day long and go over that stuff, but guess what? That takes us away from what's actually happening in the world today. That takes away from what Q put in three posts ago. He said what? Focus. Focus on the mission. The mission is to save America because if America fails, if America falls, the world falls, humanity falls. And all these other side things take us away from that mission. Take our focus away and distract us. Oh my God, Velociano, they got little rabbits and children in there and stuff. Oh, let's go over here. No, here. See, the war here is not all these other aspects that are distracting you. It's the distractions, period. It's how your mind is easily swayed one way or the other. Squirrel, that's the real enemy here. We need to learn to entrain our mind back to this point of focus, back to this point of I'm filtering out all the information and content. Okay, yeah, Palacianga, these people are sick. Okay, I'm gonna put that over in the sick pile, okay? But instead, I have to focus here. The people in Arizona need to rise up right now. They need to get out there and protest. They need to get out there. They need to occupy their government buildings, their government properties, and say, no, not happening. That's my thoughts and my beliefs. I'm not calling for that to happen. That's my thoughts and my beliefs. Yeah, they need to do their election again. Right? But, but here's the thing, is that will never happen if they're distracted by other things. That will never happen if they just accept what they're being told by other people. Well, let's, let's look at the legal process here. Let's, let's let the legal process play out. How many times after 2020 did we hear, let's, let's watch all the lawsuits pan out. Keep on giving us money. Put, give us some more money. We're going we're gonna to watch how the, the lawsuits go. Whatever fucking happened to those lawsuits? What happened to that money? Lynn Wood, whatever happened to all that money? Right? Um, Sidney Powell, whatever happened to all that money? Where, where are all the lawsuits? 
Where are they, anyway? Yeah. Well, they got thrown out of court. Well, why aren't you continuously filing them? In new districts. With the money people gave you. See, I I've come to the acceptance. And look, I like I said the other day, I love Trump, right? But I've come to the acceptance that these people that are leading these movements, unless they're progressing forward and saying that all establish all Republicans and all Democrats need to go, that our government needs to resign completely. We need to go back to the states, reorganize under the Constitution, and then build it back up. Unless they're saying something like that, I don't really want to listen. Because the system is so corrupt, so complicit, so full of bullshit, that it cannot be saved. You, you, know, you know what the Republicans do when they get in the Congress, Vince? What? They pass bills and fund money to things that interest them. That's it. Yeah. This is what the Democrats do. So, yeah, it's true. So, so the Republicans get in. Do you think they're going to stop sending money to Ukraine? Doubt it. Do you think, they, do you think they're going to send money to other countries? Sure. Yeah. 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 They're going to keep on doing what they do because that's the bureaucracy. That's what Robert Welch said. Radicalized government spending. It doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. They're going to pass the bills. They're going to push the money out there because that's taking away from you. I saw this Twitter post today. It was uh, the assistant to the new whip that takes over for Nancy Pelosi, the minority whip. And she's like, look at this team. I'm like, $1,000 suits sending billions of tax dollars overseas while Americans are starving in this freaking country, while Americans are homeless in this country, while veteran suicides are 23 a fucking day. And you want to, oh, I'm a $1,000 suit. We're a great team sending billions of dollars overseas. Fuck you. And it doesn't matter if, if, yeah, they were Democrat. But guess what? The Republicans sit there in other $1,000 suits and say, we can do it better. Give us power and control. We can do it better. We got $1,000 suits too. We got countries we like that, that we could garner their vote or assistance or military assistance or political or economic assistance to help us. That's not politics. That's corruption. Politics should be into the, the service of the general welfare of the people you represent. Not the corporations that fund you. Not the foreign interests that fund you. Not the countries that you do not serve. And any politician that supports any of that needs to be gone. There is only one politician I've known in my life that was like that. Do you know who that was? Oh, yes, I do. Um, Doctor? Oh, no, I don't know. Dr. Ron Paul. Dr. Ron Paul, I was going to say that. Dr. Sorry. Ron Paul. And you know what he said? He was, I'm not against these things, but let's pull all of our resources back home. Let's bring it all yeah. back home. Let's, let's audit our financial system. Find out where the money's going. Bring our, all of our military back home. Protect our borders. Help our people. And when that's done and good and, and that's sustainable, then we can go out. Yeah, Trump said the Spot same on. thing too, didn't he? But he didn't do it. That's the True. thing. True. 
You know, he actually, he did do it. He, he went to help veterans, the VA, reforming the VA. He went to help the homeless, right? the, 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 drug, uh, the, the drug addictions in the country, right? But what he should have done is said, look, we're bringing everybody home. Everybody come home. We're isolationists for four years. No more external spending. The debt would have been paid off on the Federal Reserve. Yeah, but do you think he would have made it four years if he did that? Um, no, he'd probably been shot. Yeah. So do you remember September 10th, 2001? Uh, I don't, dude. It's I remember okay. September 11th. September 10th, 2000, uh, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld, or it was September 8th, 2001. Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, came out and talked about an investigation being opened up into the misuse of Pentagon funds of over $1 trillion missing from the P Pentagon's budget over a three or four year period of which the Pentagon Auditor Auditor's Office was going to begin the investigation, conducting the investigation on September 11th, 2001. That Monday, the missile, I mean plane that hit the Pentagon just happened to hit the Auditor's Office with all the evidence of that $1 trillion that was missing, unaccounted for. Right. Now, just keep that in mind. They, they shot a missile into the Pentagon to hide the truth about $1 trillion. The Pentagon just failed an audit over $2 trillion in assets, misappropriated funds. Where is this money going? Well, I wonder if, you know, $68 billion for Ukraine's war against Russia has anything to it. I wonder if $208 billion for the new B-52 Raider stealth bomber that was just produced by Lockheed Martin has anything to do with it. I mean, that's that's a quarter of a trillion dollars right there. Yeah, that's a big mistake. Yeah. That but, doesn't happen on accident, all right? Yeah, but see, what they're doing is they're just spending the country into oblivion. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's in the military complex. I would say it's probably spilling out everywhere into people's pockets. Yep. And funding, who knows what it's funding, right? That wouldn't include, like, some black programs, right? Or, you know, don't they have a special budget for that stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, special access programs. But all that's included within the congressional budget itself. Okay. But what I'm trying to show you is that we, we can support various politicians we know are truthful and honest and, and aligned with us in the sense of the good fight. I, I have no problem with that. Jim Jordan, these types of guys. But Jim Jordan, does anybody know the truth about Jim Jordan? No. He, uh, he covered up sexual abuse of one of his wrestlers. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I got a problem with that. Um, Matt Getz's good friend was a human trafficker. Wow. Kevin McCarthy was having gay orgies at his house, blowing cocaine off of Mitch's wife's back. <laughs> what about Paul Gosar? He seems pretty legit. Paul Gosar is cool as shit. He's like the, know, the new Ron Paul. Yeah. But, but what we're looking at here is like, like this, right? Emergency Act Inquiry Advisor says freezing Freedom Convoy bank accounts was justified. Okay, this is in Ottawa. This is in Canada. 
During a roundtable discussion at the Public Order Emergency Commission, POEC, on Monday, the panel member tasked with advising government officials agreed it was officious and even justified for banks to freeze the assets of Freedom Convoy demonstrators for protesting government COVID measures. Now, let me ask you this. They have the right to protest in Canada. Absolutely. What, what does freezing their assets do to a person who's protesting? It screws them over. It makes them leave. Yeah. They no longer can sustain the state, sit there. They have no money. Yeah, they have to pay their bills. Now, take that and extrapolate that to CBDCs, programmable money. Oh, my gosh. Now you can't even protest. Did everybody here know that China already has a social credit score system? Okay? It's already implemented. ESG is alive and well in China. Okay. Big time. People this last weekend who were protesting in Shanghai, Guangzhou, and other cities in China. They all went, they protested, and they went home this weekend. Last weekend. Well, guess what? They were caught by facial recognition cameras. Mm -hmm. They were put through an artificial intelligence system. Their identities were identified within their social credit score system. And when they went to work, they had to scan their little badge to get in there, which brings up their social credit score, ESG score, all this shit. It went red, flagged them, couldn't go to work. They couldn't go to work, and I bet you, guess what? I bet you they couldn't go to the grocery store. I bet you they couldn't get into their apartment because they flagged them. Automated through artificial intelligence and facial recognition. So what does that mean? Are those people going to go protest again? Probably not. Yeah, and they could really do that over anything, right? That's right. They could leverage you to do anything they want with that. Now, we're seeing... This is other bullshit news I want you to understand here. Secretary... uh, uh, Or, sorry, Fed Chairman Powell signaled a slower rate hike in December. um, And the U.S. stocks have rallied. U.S. stocks rallied in the wake of a dovish Fed Chair Powell who suggested that the December 14th FOMC meeting... Maybe in time to downshift to a moderate pace for rate hikes, which was understood by markets to be 50 basis points rather than 75 basis points. Well, that's also suggested markets were hawkishly positioning into Powell's speech. And accordingly, the stock upside may function in the short squeeze. I'm telling you right now, they are setting you up for failure. How many, how many posts did you see today on Twitter that Bitcoin's dead? Uh, maybe a couple. I saw about six or seven of them from all reputable mainstream news sources. New York Times oh. is saying that Bitcoin is dead. I did read one. Yeah. yeah. Squawk Box sure. is saying Bitcoin is dead. Why the attack on Bitcoin right now? That's the time you should in. be buying it. <laughs> yep, they're buying in where everybody's selling. Yep. That you're gonna be so, take in mind China, what we just said, okay? Well, I'm, I'm touch on the economy real quick. They're gonna pull the rug out of the economy. You're not even gonna see it coming. It's going to be a thief within the night. They're gonna be like, 
Oh, they only did 50 basis points this, this quarter. Oh, great. Oh, oh the, the, the inflation's slowing. And Biden's out there saying, the American Recovery Act is so great. Then all of a sudden they're going to go, and it's going to go, and people are going to be like, I told you. And people are going to be like, we don't know why this happened. Everything was so good. The government was telling us this. And the government's going to be like, well, we're politicians, not economists. <laughs> what are you, why are you giving us control of that shit? But we have the solution. But we have the solutions. <laughs> Problem, reaction, solution. Let, let's check this out. Keep in mind China. What I was just saying was happening in China. Keep in mind Germany. 91. Door knocks and interrogations over hate speech, quote unquote, on the internet. When you say that you're going to be monitoring some of the speech on there, if you see something that you don't like, would you try to shut Twitter down? So look, you know, when you when you talk about monitoring, you know, it is. Uh, I, I hate to break it to you, Peter. Just like everybody else, we very much monitor the news. We pay close attention to everything that you all are reporting, and. And Twitter's in the news a lot. And so that's what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to what is in the news and what is being reported on uh, on the misinformation that's out there. Let's not forget there's groups like NAACP, the Anti-Defamation League, and the public <coughs> health leaders have been very vocal about their concerns as well. So yes, we are uh, reading what you all are, are writing and, and looking at what you all are reporting uh, about the misinformation uh, that is out there. But about the misinformation that is out there. Now, here's the thing, is nobody proclaimed, no, no word in the Constitution gives a government any authority over truth, period. No authority whatsoever over truth. So the government should never, ever come out and say, that's misinformation. How can they say that when they're not, when they have zero authority over truth whatsoever? Their job has nothing to do with truth, with maintaining truth. Well, but we got to protect people. Did you, what was that shit we were reading last night? That one article about um, the, the one bill that was being passed in the UK about hateful speech or, no, the UN's, uh, the UN campaign, right? The UN yeah. campaign on hateful speech because words can create violence. Yep. All words create violence, you fucking idiots. Every piece of violence that's probably ever happened in the entire history of the world came about because of words exchanged. But, but this is the, the psychological warfare. Oh, words are dangerous. They, they create violence. We, we, need to, we need to hamper down on those words. That's a bad, you shouldn't use that word. And the government, we're monitoring your words because there might be misinformation in there. Well, government, what, what, what is misinformation? Well, it's whatever we determine to be the truth and anything that is against that. Well, who made you the authority of truth? Well, well we did. Did you see these laws and these bills? Where in the Constitution do you... Well, well, that's just a goddamn piece of paper. Hmm. See how we stray away. See how we move away. This is socialism, guys. We are living under a totalitarian, communo-fascist dictatorship right now in this country. And the majority of the people 
don't even know it. Why do you think Nina Jackowitz just registered as a foreign agent and moved to the UK? I got five reasons for you. What was her job? Ministry of Truth. Right. She was the Disinformation Governance Board, the head of the Disinformation Governance Board, right? And, yeah. and they come down, they shut it down, and then Biden administration comes out and says, that's okay, we're already working on other methodologies to do it. Then we find out Kamala Harris was already heading up one at the White House. And now Nina Jackowitz is going over to the UK. Does anybody understand the five reasons I'm talking about? Five eyes. Five eyes. Fuck. We can't do it in the United States because of the Constitution. Let's send Nina over to the UK and have the UK spy on Americans and do it from over there. Oh. Oh. We'll just, we'll just go through back channels with the UK government because they can do it. Wow. We are living in a tyranny right now. This is, this is a thousand times greater than anything the founding fathers went through. And, and you get the New York Times saying that the, uh, the Balenciaga pedo scandal is fake news, demands banning of users who speak out against it. This is it. The bearer of truth. Dude. They're not, yeah, they're not the ministry of truth. They don't decide truth either. People could talk about bullshit if they want. If everybody wanted to really put out misinformation, we have that right. Yep. This is crazy. Whether it's true or not. That's we right. have the right to say whatever the hell we want. If you want to put out... And it is true. You know, four, four purple-colored ponies grew unicorn horns. Great. Go ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> you and your two followers will have fun with that. You know, I think people... You don't have to censor like this. I think people will control the truth just fine yep. as long as they're educated. So uh, not brainwashed. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau today. Everyone in China should be allowed to protest. We will continue to ensure that China knows we will stand for human rights and with people who are expressing themselves. Also, President, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau towards Canadian protesters. This is in Canada. This is not China. China, you got the right to protest. So do Canadians. Oh, human rights. Human rights. But that's the truth in the matter. Is these people don't give a shit, a hoot about you. And how about this? Elon Musk. What has Elon Musk done to free speech? Was he done for free speech? Yeah. With Twitter. He's, he's allowed people to have a little bit more. That, it seems like their policy is more lenient towards people saying things. Mm -hmm. The European Union threatens Elon Musk with Twitter ban unless the platform sticks to strict rules and police content. They do have strict rules. Yeah, they do. Well, we're running out of time. Man, I rambled tonight, huh? It was good, though, man. It needs to come out. We People, I mean, 
we need to stay on top of it and stay motivated and and have our head in the right place. So, well, I'm going to bring this one out there. So people were asking me about Elon Musk and these Twitter posts that he did pertaining to, um, well, let's just look at it. Sure. Is this his bedside table? Bedside table. Right. So we're going to go, we'll go to Elon Musk. We'll look at the bedside table. This is Twitter for everybody who doesn't know Twitter. And I know about all the other things. I mean, he's talk, he's got, he's got Peppy here. I don't care about this particular psyop. Then he posts my bedside table, okay? And yeah, there's three Coke cans, three in one. There's, you know, spells out Cook. Um, you got the Dorje. You got Washington crossing the Delaware. We looked at this last night, broke it down, and this is the most significant things that I found. Firstly, my bedside table is 14 letters. 14 letters, okay? QPost 14 just happens to be Patriots with Washington crossing the Delaware. There are no coincidences. Okay. So then we were trying to find the other hints and clues because obviously we see the Q reference, right? Well, guess what? He commented on this multiple times, two times. Mm -hmm. The second one, there is no excuse for my lack of coasters. He could have said there's no excuse for a lack of coasters. He goes, where are my coasters? He could have said a lot of different things. But he says, there is no excuse for my lack of coasters. Just so happens to be 34 letters. Yeah. 34 letters is Q post 34. Q clearance patriot. My fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you will undoubtedly realize that we are taking back our great country, the land of the free, from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge, a shining light. Think about this. Not only is Elon... I mean... Just that part right there. What he's done for Twitter already is reestablished that. He just came yeah. out today and said, we found evidence of election interference within Twitter's yeah. personal emails. Executive Order 13848. All those people should have all of their assets seized. All of the media companies. Yeah. Well... Whoa, that's weird. Now would it be Twitter too because they were involved in this and now Elon owns it? I don't know how that would work. But. Look at this. So my true social post. You guys ready for this one? My true social post. Let's go to the next one in this one. Look at this. This is from true social. Content mm -hmm. under review. This post has been sent to moderation for review and is only visible to you. Whoa, really? Yeah. All it is is a Q post. And the, mm -hmm. second, the second comedy he does is greetings, I am musket, Elon musket. That's 27 letters. Q post 27. You don't count commas. You only count letters. Okay. Not everything can be publicly disclosed because so much ties back to foreign heads of states. Much will be revealed. We want transparency, but not at the cost we can't recover from. <laughs> Wild, dude. So last night before this decode, I was saying is that there's multiple heads to the Hydra, Right? This is a war of the roses. Multiple heads of the Hydra. There's factions on this planet that don't want to see the extinguishment of humanity, don't want to see genocide. They, they, look, there's no global warming. We know this is a ruse. And there's this group of people that are, are wealthy and powerful, and they're like, this isn't happening. We're going to fight you. And there's this other group of people that are like, fuck you. We're taking over the world. And they're battling. And I think Elon Musk 
is is on that side, the good side. And I think that hmm. when you start looking at the Q movement, I've been deviating more and more away from Donald Trump and Dan Scavino as Q and mm. more towards some other entity, person, group outside. Now, when we start to look at the people Trump surrounded himself around with in 2016, Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, these types of people, yeah. it, it becomes apparent that maybe what we're dealing with here is a group of of. of people who just love this country, who love this world, who love humanity and are really trying to save it. And they came up with it and devised a plan. So there's, there's a lot of things that can happen here. So with Elon going along with all of this climate change baloney with the batteries and sustainability, electric cars, reusable rockets and all that, do you think that's just him taking advantage of the other globalists? And he, like he knew they were going to dish this stuff out, so he took advantage of it. Or does he actually believe in climate change? Um, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think Elon Musk is not a conservative and he's not a liberal. I think he's a humanist, and mm -hmm. I think that that's something that's important to understand. He's, he's very similar to Trump. Now what, I can what, see that in him. Yep. Riot. So I wanted to show this one. I just saw this come through. That's what I was texting myself. Riot. Uh, riot police clash with protesters outside of the University of New Mexico arresting one. So I don't know what this is about. This is Turning Point USA. But I want people to see this dichotomy here, okay? This is obviously Antifa and the left that are going against the riot police and getting arrested, okay? It looks like it, yeah. Yep. Look what Jack, Jack Paso says. Let's go, boys! The so hell? the left are out there expressing their First Amendment rights getting mad at whatever it is. Who cares what their views are? They're out there expressing their rights. And you're, you're egging on the riot police when they're taking them down? But what happens when that's the right? What happens when that's us out there? He's going to be posting, this is horrific, the police brutality, how dare them? Do you see, the Do you see how fucked up this is? Oh, it looks like, yeah, it is extremely fucked up, and I think you're right. Um, it's an Antifa mob that encircled Charlie Kirk's event at the University of New Mexico. Okay. so they're they screaming, F Charlie Kirk, F Erica. Okay, great. So what happens when a, a group of people are beaten down by the police when they go to the Bilderberg group meetings? Yeah. Which happened in 2007. I understand the police doing their job. I understand protests getting out of hand. I'm glad that the police are doing their jobs. But why are we, let's go, boys? It's all fun and games until that shit's happening to you, Jack. That's it's the true, truth. Man. It's all fun and games until those cops are pushing those batons in your face because you're angry about voter fraud or whatever it might be 
that is coming to this country. Here's the thing is we need to stop with this leftist, rightist division. We need to unite the clans. We need to unite humanity. We need to look at this and say, look, we all want a good place, a, a safe, good, healthy place for our people, our, our, our children, our grandchildren to grow up and live in, a place that has freedom. We all want the same thing in the end. We all want success in life. We just have different means of getting there. We need to overcome that minutia in between and unite to get rid of all the people that produce the problems in the middle, the chaos in the middle. Yeah, especially if it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's illegal. Crimes. All right, guys. Oh, geez, man. I, whew, We just blew by tonight. Yeah, we do have <coughs> the Battle of the Streams. Yep, we got a Battle of the Streams. Let me go through here. Nadine... Quadruple Q is celebrating a six-month sub streak. Thank you so much, Nadine. Quadruple Q. P Quest gifted a cookie. What's your Twitter name, Josh? At Red Pill the World. At Red Pill the World. Fringed Weller donated 117 gold pills. Evening, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Fringe Weller. Me, Brenda, just donated one Ninja Guinea. Thank you so much, me, Brenda, with all hearts included. Shannon1313 donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon1313. Pammy, Pam, Pam is celebrating eight months subscript. Thank you so much, Pammy. Light Time donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, Light Time. Babaloo! $75 on Rumble. We have to realize that we are powerful in numbers. We have to be brave collectively or lose everything. That's exactly what we're talking about here, Babalu. Thank you so much, Babalu. Still bad, too. Don donated 128 gold pills. Love this show. When do we get the doom and gloom? <laughs> well, you know, I think we need to understand that the doom and gloom is happening all around us. But we need to utilize that doom and gloom to rise up above it. That's the truth. Is that doom and gloom should motivate us. It should instill within us the virtues of our founding fathers and what led them to the first revolution. Shannon1313 donated eight ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon1313. You guys, thank you all for the donations. Um, you guys, if you want to support us in any way, shape, and form, if you're going to go out there and do that Christmas shopping, go on over to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code RPP. You can go also to the RedPillProject.online. There's a shop on there. You can find cool merch like this. Um, other ways you can support us, RedPills.tv slash go. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. Um, then also, if you're looking to help yourself in the sense of the financial collapse that is inbound, your 401ks, your IRAs, completely free IRA rollovers, 720-605-3900. Um, That's Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team, getgoldtoday.com. Uh, much love, appreciation. Thank you, Vince, for joining us tonight. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. Hope you guys have a great evening. We'll see you then.